for 13 years in a row. Ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Protecting you, informing you, and educating you. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Sunshine, open up your sleepy eyes for me. Now's the time. That song sure gets me up. I love it. Good morning, and thank you for tuning in. Hour two of Rosie on the House. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know this week could have brought you. Some news from around the world that created an anxious heart inside your home. Well, we're here to blow that out. We're here to give you the, the peace of mind and the security to know that we're here to take care of you, your house, your home, and your castle. Now, I know the news, but what I missed yesterday was the announcement from the CDC and the White House? Are they, did they really announce we can do away with masks? Well, so it's a little more complicated. They've just, Is it? They've devised a new way to assess a lot more common sense kind of okay. thing. So depending on where, how your area is doing would be, depend on what is required. But if you're in a low-risk area, then no mask. Well, I got a couple texts Unless to you my them. phone yesterday. And they said, Rosie, you said you would host a party when they said we could throw our masks away. So does this declaration mean we can have our mask burning party now? Well, I would sure think so. Just got to keep some in a side pocket just in case. Okay. Well, let's throw it out to the listeners. Okay. If you think yesterday's Eat It gives us permission to have a mask-burning party, text us. 411-923, yes or no? Yes, we should have a party, or no, we shouldn't? I'm, I'm not looking for political statements about your position on masks. <laughs> I just want your opinion. Is the edict that came out from the CDC and the White House yesterday permission for me to host the mask-burning party I said we would host a year ago when I was hoping we were going to get it a much sooner than this? I, all right. I, I think Rosie just wants to burn something. That's all. Uh, I yeah. think he just yeah. wants he to have a party. Weeds, I, he burns ground. You're right. <laughs> he right just wants that. to burn something. Uh, and we, have a party. And have we, a party. And have Cajun we, food. When we announced this a year ago, we did have a particular restaurant owner say that party can be hosted right here at my place. We'll we'll bring a 55-gallon drum, and we'll start a little bitty fire down the bottom, and everybody that shows up, can throw their mask in that 55-gallon drum. If, in fact, you listeners feel like, and we'll go on a pure Democratic percentage vote, do you think the edict yesterday says Rosie can now host the mask-burning party? <laughs> it's, four, already, four, it's already some of each here. 411923? <laughs> four, four, one, one, four, Te- one, one, Just text yes or no. 
All right. We're here Saturday morning to be your best friend, to be every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Uh, we do that through various tools, tactics, and strategies. We do it through a newsletter that goes out every single week digitally, uh, and it kind of gives you an alert as to what we're going to be covering in the broadcast that coming Saturday. So it may be something of particular interest to you or someone you know. We're covering the topic of paint the entire week, the entire month of February, and we're approaching it from several different directions. This hour, we want to talk about uh, the proper method for cleaning paint, and we're talking about a paint job that's done correctly. I think you found a couple surprises in the article. Yeah, I didn't realize um, when we visited with our painters at Arizona Paint and Sherwin-Williams uh, manufacturer, I thought that as soon as the paint was dry to the touch, it was ready to go. But it's really not. It's a, what did they say? A couple weeks before you should try to do, you yeah. should have, if you have a desire to clean it up, if something happens, don't do it until a paint has cured for at least two weeks. Yep, it, take, it takes some time, just like concrete or any other product, once it's on the wall to achieve its full strength and power, uh, you need to let it cure up there for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Don't go painting a room and then have somebody smudge it and you attack it with a Mr. Clean eraser and, and, and ammonia the, the next day. Yeah, I guess I guess the other thing I learned was, you know, start gentle. Start with as gentle as you can. So just like a micro, microfiber towel and and even just water try yes. that first and then increase your help agent a little bit at a time but never anything abrasive and also stay away with anything that might have lint like a new towel and you mentioned diapers do they still make cloth diapers well diapers would be good can you still get them <laughs> i think you can i think they're really expensive now. <laughs> Are they? we used to have a dozens of them Golly. but just you know microfiber is good that way because it doesn't have lint, but if you had an old diaper, that would be good too. Now, a lot of people have become very virus conscious the last two years, and so they start combining disinfectants and cleaners and stuff like that. Let me just go on notice here. If you're, if you're that aggressive a cleaner, never, ever mix ammonia and bleach, okay? Uh, you, you, you could do a lot more damage to you and the, and the inhabitants of your home than you're going to do to any virus that you're trying to clean off the wall. You know, one of the things that did come out in this last couple of years is they actually make air scrubbers that you put inside your air conditioning ductwork that actually sends out a disinfectant that covers everything in your house. The countertops, the cabinets, the floors, the upholstery, the curtains, the furniture, the bed linens. And it actually creates a barrier of keeping the viruses out of your home. Uh, pretty darn effective way to do it. And it's a very healthy way to do it without throwing a bunch of chemicals into the formula. So cleaning paint, it's just one of the things that we are trying to bring to you on the topic of paint this whole month. We've talked about preparing paint. We're going to be talking a little bit later about proper tools for paint. We've talked about tactics and techniques. If you've got a painting project you're going to be tackling, it would pay you huge dividends to log on to rosieonthehouse.com and take a listen to the shows we've run this month. 
and get all the professional tips, tactics uh, for a good professional paint job. The articles as well. We take a lot of time putting those articles together. They have good, uh, lots of good tips and how-tos and step-by-step and just general knowledge, too. Now, in our newsletter this week, we pushed out a little video of Jennifer and I. Um, good at, job, babe. At the Orlando, <laughs> my, first You're ever, so my first ever video. Sorry about that. It's a little, yeah, but, it, but it does cover a few things that we saw at KBiz. Kitchen and Bath International Building Show in Orlando. We were there for a week, um, covered a lot of ground, six to eight miles a day walking. We piled up a few steps. It's a million square feet of all the new products, appliances, cabinets, countertops. I had to take my designer from Rosie Wright Remodeling to lunch yesterday just so she could educate me on all the different countertop products you have to pick from in today's environment it's hard to be a consumer it is hard there are so many choices and there are so many different types of products when it comes to countertops and everything is so expensive and well and things tend to be expensive we're not winning any popularity contests right now with our estimates we're giving out (laughs) i'll tell you that for sure and then and then the limited amount of time that we can protect that price uh, because of the onslaught of constant price increases we're seeing from virtually every single supplier all across the board. From the time we start digging uh, with the backhoe and the fuel he's got to put in his truck to the time the maid cleanup shows up and uh, is cleaning the job before we turn it back over to the homeowner. Virtually everybody in between is seeing some amount of price increases. So like I say, at Rosie Wright Remodeling, we're we're not winning any popularity contests right now based on our estimates for sure. What were some of the things you took an awful lot of notes at KBiz? What were some of the things that really jumped out at you? You even attended a class talking about design trends. Yeah, I sat through why several. Don't, why don't you tell all of Arizona <laughs> homeowners what the design trends are? Well, the good news is that with the um, lockdown and stuff, the kind of new norm for design is whatever you like. Oh, I, you know, I like that trend. You're going to spend a lot of time in your home. I and, love it. Uh, doing all the things you love to do. You might as well do it like you like it. But that being said, you know, the designer's job is to inspire. And um, and they, they do a great job of that. So they, they had some new combinations of colors to offer. They had um, new products to offer, new ways to kind of look at things. Some of the stuff will surprise you. Um, but one thing that makes me really happy is with the paint. Yeah. Gray is no, no longer number one. I'm a little tired of gray. It's been it's number so one. For so, <laughs> I know, right? But if you love gray, that's all right, you know. But uh, so it's up to you, right? So whatever you like. But okay. things they're offering now are there's a lot what of... What is... What's in? If gray's green, out, what's in? Green. The lighter shades of green, but any kind of green. A jewel tone green, even. Gray is gone. Green, green is, is good. Green is kind of the new neutral. Okay. And it's because it's calming. It's a calming color and kind of a grounding color a natural earthy color yeah so the earth tones also okay so So that's just one of the trends gray is fading out green is the new color and the all white is is kind of out on the out too is and big bold pops of color are in so like your appliances or one wall 
So we can talk some more about those things. We've got a lot to talk about as it relates to the Kitchen and Bath Show. As well, take your calls at one 767 4348. We've got lots of questions that came in through the course of the week that we'll get to over the next hour and a half. But uh, really, we'd love for y'all to call the show because we're kind of busy all week long. We try our best to keep up, but uh, that's what we're here for on Saturday mornings is take your calls, get your questions, and see if we can't get you some answers. We'll be back, and I'll do a little follow-up from a couple calls we had last week. How refreshing was that little rain that covered the state earlier this week? Lovely. Little white stuff up north, just a great dose of moisture that we desperately need. We'll take all that we can get. But it did drive a lot of questions this week at the Rosie on the House office about how do I repair blisters in my drywall ceiling? (laughs) So we had a few roof leaks. It was about a half inch rain at my house. Um, So it was a good rain and it was a, it was a a long lasting rain. Uh, We actually got uh, several phone calls of people kind of in a little bit of distress. Let me, if if you're in your home and, um, You've done all your due diligence about getting the roofer up there and checking it once every few years. And you're surprised during a monsoon or a winter rainstorm and find water dripping in on your house. For, of course, the first thing you want to do is contain that leak and not let it travel. As it's leaking through your roof, it's hitting the insulation that's above your living space. And then it's dropping down to the sheetrock. And it's finding its easiest way in. Sometimes that's a, a cut in the sheetrock at where the joints of two different sheets come together. Sometimes it's at uh, a hole in the sheetrock, like where we've had to put a, a junction box for a ceiling fan or a recessed can or a light fixture. Make sure you capture that water and make sure um, if... The water is accumulating to the point that is actually blistering. You need to take a nail or a ice pick and punch through the paint and the sheetrock to get up to where the water is sitting and make sure you have a pan or bucket on the floor to collect it. Don't let that water continue accumulating. So that's the things you want to do. In the case of seeing a problem being developed during a rainstorm, I'll get to what we do once the rainstorm is over and the sheetrock is dried out, how you might want to try and repair that. But I'd like to go back real quick and pick back up on this color conversation Jennifer came away from the building show with. Well, if you if you pick up a current list of the colors of the year, it's always really, really fun and inspiring if you're looking to do some some updating. And like we talked about, the greens are really in. Also, all shades of blue. Everything from a turquoise color to a, um, a cobalt. So okay. Just have a lot of fun with that. All right. Um, whether you put it in your decor or paint a wall. Um, they even have appliances now. Rosie, did you notice the beautiful colors in the appliances there's um one that we both we talk sp- about bold well we we <laughs> split and conquered and we both came away having visited the true 
T-R-U-E, uh, appliances, and it's all, they only make things that cool. So like refrigerators, um, a wine, little wine cooler or a soda cooler. Um, so anything in the, in the cooling thing. But they have, you know what they have? They have, um, I was going to tell you how many colors they had. <laughs> they, they have a whole bank of beautiful colors. And then the hardware, it comes in six different colors. So you could have like a blue with um, silver Contrasting hinges, hinges or, and yeah, handles and yeah, all of that. Or you could have gold. Or, they were awfully good looking, the ones they had on display. I have to say, I'm not familiar with that brand, particularly. Apparently, it's a commercial brand that has migrated into the residential market. And it's a, a very high grade of, of yeah, appliance. Think, think Sub-Zero. I mean, they're they're expensive. They're they're made to last. They are gorgeous, um, huge, well-lit inside, lots of great storage, and the outside just is a statement. They are beautiful. Okay. So, so colors, you can, you can be brave right now. That's right. You don't have to stick to your yeah. whites and your grays anymore. They're even painting cabinets in beautiful colors now, too, if you like little something in your house to liven it up. That reminds me of another question we got this week. Somebody wanted to know, could I take the Formica off the particle board of my cabinets and paint it? I would definitely say do not do that. <laughs> um, I would, I would, if you're going to reface plastic laminate cabinets, uh, etch the plastic laminate that's on the boxes and the face frames and just apply another laminate over the top of that and just order all new doors and drawer fronts. Do not strip with a heat gun the plastic laminate off the particle board and think you're going to paint that and have something that's going to hold up any time at all. You won't. That'll be a real problem. And I'm not a real big fan of the paint products that they make that they tell you will coat plastic laminate. I haven't seen that paint that'll last any amount of time at all. So just proceed with caution. So we'll get back to the other calls. We've got, uh, looks like we've got John online. John, we're not going to have time to take you here before we got a break for bottom of the hour news. But I promise when we get back, you'll be one of the very, very first people we get to. The other thing we're going to do is we ran a soundbite several weeks ago about a builder who had a mystery sound in the house. And we asked our listeners to submit suggestions on what the sound might be. I've got an update on that in the next segment. Going to have a little fun with that for sure. When we get back, it's Rosie on the house. Join the conversation. one 767 Once again, we get to announce Sanderson Ford is the number one Ford dealership in Arizona for all of 2021. How about that? They won in both sales and complete customer satisfaction, both categories. They won for the whole year. And you're going to win during the Sanderson Ford President's Day sale that they're running through February 28th. Listen to some of this. Get $2,000 cash back plus 0.9 financing on over 50 new F-150 trucks that are currently in stock. No waiting. They're on the lot. Get $2,500 cash back plus 1.9% financing 
on over 30 new escapes in stock on the lot. No waiting. Purchase from Sanderson Ford with no hassle, no pressure, no nonsense, and no added markups. That's very unique among auto dealerships. No added markups. All right. That's Sanderson Ford right here in Glendale, number one dealership in Arizona, number one award-winning dealership in the country. And Ford continues to roll out headline-producing vehicles. Again, the newspaper last Saturday had another Ford in its headline. The Bronco has gotten rave reviews since its reintroduction, and now they've got the Raptor Bronco. (laughs) Oh, man. And the journalist calls it Ford Bronco Raptor, a rock crawling rocket. (laughs) Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Ford keeps bringing out all these vehicles that are absolutely grabbing the headlines, stealing the show, and remaining number one. So when you're shopping new vehicles, take a look at Ford Motor Company. And when taking a look at Ford, you've got to make the trip over to Sanderson, Ford in Glendale. Well, if you're still with us and not on the way, (laughs) you can welcome back to Rosie on the House. Hey, do you remember how much our family used to love Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a big tradition in our house. Yeah. Well, today we have a rest of the story. Yes, we, do. we we, we do. had a homeowner, brand new beautiful home with a really annoying sound. So, we're going to play it for you. We played it a couple weeks ago and we had dozens of guesses and we've had many many calls people wanting to know what is the rest of the story. And today the, we have the answer. The the home builder actually took an audio video recording of the sound. We played it for our listeners. We distributed it through our uh, newsletter subscribers. Uh, Gary, you've got that noise potted up? Actually, I got the original call. This is how it sounded. Okay. Somewhat of a mystery on my hands. Uh, I'm a custom home builder in North Scottsdale. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, you're not. Don't, don't say somewhat of a mystery. You sent this video to us this week, and I'm absolutely, completely, totally stumped. It's a big mystery. None of us have anything definitive. Turn off everything else in the house. And listen closely. So, the rest of the story. We have that builder on the line right now. We've asked him to join us here briefly this morning. Mr. David. Yes, sir. Mr. David Reinheimer from... Uh, the name of your company is Blackstone Development Home Building, as I understand it. And you reached out to us to try and solve this. Could you please fill all the Arizona homeowners in on where you and that homeowner stand today? Yeah, so we the largest noise was in the master bedroom right up against the uh, refrigerator freezer combo so we know we had we know we had lines of of air you know of water pecs running down that wall and you know we opened up the wall and the pecs was all strapped with those black clips up against the studs but in a few cases the hot pecs was touching cold pecs and the hot pecs was crossing an abs 
black pipe. So <laughs> the the Renai instant hot water heater uh, was giving us issues as well, and it was cycling at all times of day. It wasn't it wasn't constantly giving us the uh, the, the the research that we needed. And every time the research pump would kick on on this on this Renai instant water heater, the black or the the hot pecs would kind of snap in the in the walls and if it was next to an abs pipe or if it was next to a uh if it was next to a cold pex pipe it would just pop pop we've since replaced the renai water heater with a navion which has corrected that problem and the homeowner is sleeping (laughs) uh he is sleeping through the night and this Problem has been solved. Oh, David, that's great news. Well, we threw it out to our listeners and um, on a Saturday during the show. And by Monday, there were a number of responses. We had to decide what we were going to do. I said, just send them all straight to David. <laughs> I said, I, don't, I really don't have the time to sort through them. And David is apparently a, a good enough experienced custom home builder. He'll be able to sort through them quickly. So uh, hope. In some way, some of the ideas we sent you help, but I'm just thankful for you and the homeowner that you were able to give them the peace and quiet to enjoy that new luxury custom home. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and the rule of thumb is never, ever, ever when installing PECS, have it touch an ABS pipe or any other pipe in the wall. It could be on the stud, um, but that those pipes were acting almost as like a musical instrument. It was, and it was echoing throughout the house. <laughs> Fantastic. David, thanks a million for taking time to join us here this Saturday morning and give us the rest of the story. I'm just glad it wasn't the ghost. I wouldn't know That's how, right. how to fix that. All right. We've got callers lining up. Uh, why don't we bring John into the conversation, see how we can help John. We do invite homeowners to give us a ring. Let us know what you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin. Uh, before we go to John, uh, the the vote on mask burning party is running, what, about eight to one, yes? Yes. Okay, all right. They say don't burn it. Let's just use scissors and cut them yeah, up. No, don't add pollution. <laughs> okay, all right, okay. We <laughs> and can... somebody said it depends on where we are in the, you know, in the— on the ranking, of course. Okay. So. All right. Well, let's bring John into the conversation and see how we can help Mr. John. Good morning, John. Good morning, Rosie. Hey, uh, it's always been a pleasure to listen to you over the decades, can I say? Wow. <laughs> and, uh, uh, well, I'm not that old, but I was—I guess I must have started young. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we've got a fountain in the backyard, and uh, I've been sitting here on, on, on hold, and I... I didn't measure it, but I would say the the it's three bold wedding cake tiered. How's that for okay. a description? Got it. Got it. And it's the bottom bowl. I want to say is five or six feet across. Does that sound about right? Okay. And it's nice to have the water running in March, April, and May, if you understand what I mean, because you open your bedroom window and you can hear it. Absolutely. So we. Uh, we had a, a motor fail, and we had a handyman fix it because we couldn't get uh, any of the fountain people to come on out. Okay. And um, it worked, but it didn't. It didn't have. Uh, I don't know if this is the right term. Horsepower in the motor to uh, elevate the water through the top crown 
uh, would come out four to six inches and then kind of bubble up and then drizzle down and you'd get <laughs> the drips into the, each pond as it got to the bottom and then do it all over again. Not, not the fountain ambiance you were looking for, huh? No, no. I, I mean, I could have put a hole in the roof and waited for drips. Okay. So we, we went to a couple of fountain places that uh, make these stone uh, fountains, and, and they're not inexpensive, by the way. But uh, This is a pre-manufactured uh, wedding cake-styled uh, fountain. This isn't a, a one-of-a-kind built-in-place fountain, correct? That is correct. It, it's... It's not the uh, uh, the point at uh, uh, on 16th Street with that big gorgeous fountain. Yeah, it's not my backyard. No. Well, let me ask you this: the pump we're replacing is it a submersible pump that sits right in the bottom of the largest uh, retention basin in the bottom, or is it a detached motor that's plumbed back to the fountain? No, it is a submersible pump because okay, all right, the handyman uh, he took the time. To, you disassemble it, and that's where we discovered it was not cemented together. Okay. Which makes total sense if you yes. break a, a pipe. Yes. Good Lord. You got a mess. You, know, you got to get a jackhammer and tear it apart. Well, they make those little submersible pumps that will be, well, Jennifer and I have a fountain in our front courtyard that stands about six feet tall, and it is a copper fountain. Uh, that we've had for, I don't know, over 20 years. And those submersible pumps ought to have the capacity and the ability to uh, run that fountain. Somehow, some way, in reassembling that unit, I'd be wondering maybe if we didn't pinch a line or if the pump wasn't secure to the hose. Uh, Maybe there are different ratings of those submersible pumps. Maybe you need to take a look at the rating you bought and up it a little bit. But that the, the little submersible, little giant pumps are, are pretty darn good, and they will move a lot of water. So my guess is we're dealing with a line obstruction or a pump maybe that we bought with uh, not quite the specifications or the horsepower we needed. Those would be the two areas I'd look at to see if we couldn't help you out. We've got John uh, and Michael and others all loading up on the call here. We're going to have to wait till after the break to take you all, so please be patient. We'll get to you as quick as we can. Jennifer's got some more updating from the Builder Show. Um, you want a couple points now? Well, or you want to wait? Yeah. Okay. Well, I always feel guilty. I'm good at that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I thought, you know, you're going to – KBiz show, and you know it's going to be a lot of smart technology. And so I wish I was more interested. I want to be. But I found out something very interesting. Even though many, many of the manufacturers are offering it because they think it's what everybody wants, here's the stats. 30% of kitchens in the United, in the United States and only 21% of the bathrooms have any smart technology. So I'm not, not I'm not quite, so odd after all. Not getting quite the consumer yeah. demand that they they were, they but think, it's coming. Yeah, it's it's speaking inviting, of trends, it's, it's appealing, coming. but people aren't there yet. And I think as the next generation comes up, it'll be more and more popular. But then we talked about you know who's going to maintain that. It's not a DIY project generally to fix smart house technology. Um, so maybe they'll do like the Tesla, where you just upload your problems in the evening before you go to bed, and the 
cloud comes in and fixes your house, right? Tunes up your Tesla yeah. or tunes up your house. Or your air conditioning or, well, your, or well, your refrigerator. It might change a lot. Maybe you know? we'll eventually get there. So we, we did hear that from a lot of people, that a lot of this smart technology isn't being adapted, adopted quite as quick as a lot of the manufacturers were anticipating and or hoping. But that generation is coming. Well, I think also <laughs> some of the issues are the security you know, once they figure out the security issues, I mean, you don't want somebody hacking your refrigerator to find out what your bank account looks like. <laughs> you know, it's just, well, all, yeah. you know, it makes you a little vulnerable, too. So they'll figure it all out, but it's it's still up and coming. All right. So technology, colors, appliances, uh, all just portions of things that we saw from the home show. And we'll finish talking about painting. And I want to talk a little bit about these roof leaks that we're dealing with. We've talked about the question we got most often at the at the office this week is what do i do with blistering paint on a ceiling uh, make sure the water's drained make sure you wait it out a good week or two to let everything up there dry if the sheetrock sagged uh, there's a trick while it's still damp you can screw it back up sometimes but the danger is as you're screwing it back up because it's damp and the paper's wet you're going to take that screw and put it all the way through the sheetrock so take a screw and put a, a washer on it and screw the sheetrock back up just to where the washer moves the sheetrock back up to its plain level position and allow it to dry in that position it'll dry straight again once you've got that done then you need to get a product called kills or a similar product k-i-l-z and that water will have left a stain on the sheetrock. Say, let's say that stain's the size of a basketball. You'll take kills and spray that area twice or three times the size of the basketball, let that kills dry, and then paint the whole ceiling. There's just a couple steps for you to take if you experience a roof leak in your house this past very, very refreshing rainstorm. All right, we are loaded up with callers. Let's see how many we can get through here real quick. Uh, Gary, why don't you bring Javier into the conversation? Okay. Hey, Javier, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Rosie? Good, good, man. Good, good. What you up to today? What you trying to get done? Uh, so I bought a condo a couple years ago, and I had my roof the popcorn ceiling uh was taken off but now i want to make the walls uh level five as well but i wanted to see if i had to take off the paint before i did that now do you have uh drywall floating experience javier I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, well, oh. I kind of try to do my own bathroom, and it didn't work very well. But uh, okay. I want to get a little bit better at that and just be a start doing my own work. Okay. Would be awesome to learn that. Okay. Well, you do not need to remove the paint, but you do need to wash it down very well with trisodium phosphate, and then make sure you rinse that trisodium phosphate off the wall very well, as well. And level five drywall 
um, we, we, we call it smooth as glass. It has no texture to it. You cannot see any of the tape joints. You can't see any of the screw heads. It is literally smooth as glass. It happens to be, Javier, the hardest finish to achieve. Now, the irony of all this is when you travel to other parts of the country, that's the only way they do sheetrock on the East Coast. They don't slop on all this texture that we put on out here in Arizona, skip trowel and splatter and all of that. Uh, so it can be hard in the Phoenix and the Arizona market to find a drywall finisher capable of giving you a true level five finish. But the great thing about it, Javier, is drywall mud is malleable, it's liquid. If you're not happy with it, you just wipe it off the wall before it dries. For level five, you're gonna want a fairly large trowel, I would say eight to 12 inches. You're gonna, you could literally roll uh, drywall mud on the wall with a roller, a small nap roller, and knock it down with a large, but you're gonna take quite a bit of sanding. So it's going to be messy. You're gonna to wanna to wear a respirator, um, but it, it's doable. You literally coat the entire wall with drywall mud, a thin layer, let it dry and sand it smooth. And Javier, you may have to do that a couple times. The knife will want to leave little edges and ridges at the outside point that are hard to eliminate. Uh, but I would spread from left to right on the first coat. I'd sand it down. And then I would take a magnifying glass and a big, strong spotlight. And I would walk around with that spotlight and I'd shine it from left to right, right to left, from bottom to up and uh, top down. And use a little four-inch knife with thin mud floating out any little blemishes or imperfections in the surface. Let that dry. Sand it again. And that's going to be about as close to a level five as you'll be able to get. Try one wall and, and see what it takes to get that wall level five before you tackle the whole condo. That, that'd be my advice to you. Javier, that's a lot of, Javier, that was a lot of information. So if you need <laughs> to listen to that again, uh, that'll be up on our website this afternoon. You can re-listen as many times as you need to. Put it in your Rosie earbuds the yeah. while, you're, while you're mixing so up the drywall mud. you can hear Rosie's mud. voice in the background. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We ran a poll this hour as to whether or not we should celebrate the edict that came out yesterday to end the mask mandates when appropriate. And I asked listeners to text us yes or no. Are we at 10 to 1? Oh, yeah. 10 to 1, yes. Let's have the party. Oh, oh yeah, baby. All right.